Self-love and self-care indefinitely overlap, as do mindset and mindfulness. Here on Planning Positivity and Purpose, I'm going to give you the tools to fill up your toolkit to live a positive and purposeful life. Hello everyone, I'm so excited for today's first episode of Planning Positivity and Purpose. And I'm gonna be diving into how we can turn our pain into power with a little bit of a story time of a key part of my identity that gave me my power. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at the age of four and reflex sympathetic dystrophy at nine. I've always had my disabilities and yes, disabled is how I'm more than comfortable identifying. Everybody is different. RSD is many things, and a pain disorder is certainly a top three. I was diagnosed with RSD, but doctors now call it complex regional pain syndrome. Sadly, it's also often referred to as suicide disease, as the pain is excruciating. It'd give me seizures through the night, and the pain could kick in almost anywhere. Once I was on my way to school and it kicked in in my left leg, I hobbled up the platform stairs, refused any help, and I waited for my dad until he brought me my crutches. Then I simply went to school and got on with my day. That's been my approach the majority of my life. Get on with it. It worked for me well from diagnosis to the age of 18. I didn't let being a wheelchair user and my disability stop me. Sometimes I'd use my wheelchair in the morning, sometimes for a day, sometimes weeks, and sometimes months. Three months was what I was told by doctors to be the time frame that could lead to me becoming wheelchair dependent. Two days after having an episode that lasted three months, I recovered and never had one that lasted that long again. I didn't really know anything else growing up and was a really happy child who simply kept focusing on recovering and getting strong as I really loved to dance. Not being solely dependent on my wheelchair due to the nature of my conditions caused a lack of understanding. Not only with children my age, but adults and teachers too. People would be like, but how? With children my own age at primary school, which is completely understandable, but it would still really get to me because, you know, we're all curious at that age. However, there were incidents with teachers and one in particular which always stood out. I was having a really good day with my legs and I was running in the playground when the teacher stopped me and said, how can you be in a wheelchair one day and running around another? And it wasn't a question, it was a statement and a rude one, simply all, that's what it is. I was upset and my mother was obviously raging. I was also on an outreach program for an extremely prestigious ballet company as a child and in that outreach department, I faced discrimination due to my disabilities. I run outreach programs now as part of my arts platform, Cody Arts, and I have sworn to myself to make it truly as inclusive as possible, as with any other workshops and work that I do. No one should be denied quality arts education for any reason. I used a wheelchair for the last time when I was 16 and went into remission with my arthritis and my RSD seemed to keep quiet for most of the part. I went to my dream theatre school at 18 and my training was primarily dance-based and that's where I learned what chronic pain really is. I love my disabilities, honestly. I've, I've always worn them like a badge of honour. I'd gotten so strong out of remission the two years prior then training 10 hours a day physically with a get on with it mindset became unsustainable. In my final year, I was put on medication to relax my muscles, which was also an antidepressant. It clashed terribly with my mental health and I was really bad at taking it. I took more than I was meant to to get through the day and that just made my moods absolutely horrendous. Looking back, I see how much my resilience comes from my mother. She really nailed surrounding me with love when I wasn't well, whilst letting me know if I wanted something, I had to do it regardless of my disabilities. 
Most importantly, if I needed help, I had to ask for it. This came to life on my first job when I was doing eight shows a week and I was really struggling physically. I asked what I needed and company management were amazing. They'd always have my dressing tables stacked up with ice packs so I could ice in between scenes and after shows and I'd wear flat shoes in rehearsals as much as possible. This is the kind of thing at one time my ego and get on with it mindset would not have permitted me to do. The single most thing that has brought value to both my health and general quality of life is creating personal policies, as I like to call them, and which I explore in my book, Reflect, and will also be doing in the next episode of this podcast. Remember, I'll be putting out quite a few podcasts this week to introduce you to planning positivity and purpose. In short, personal policies are boundaries, which can be hard to do with others as people don't really like to hear no and it's our nature to lean away from confrontation. Self-conflict can arise when we try to set boundaries for ourselves and if we are unable to do this, it can lead to self-sabotage where we do not give ourselves what we need. Loving yourself is a lot harder than self-care, even though self-love and self-care indefinitely overlap and in most circumstances, they come as a pair. Self-care is a practical part of this relationship. And as we can physicalize it through the habits we put in place. Self-love, on the other hand, is the product of believing the practices you put in place. And this takes reflection. Through addressing the pain, fears, and other things causing a block to sustainable self-love and care, you can then begin seeking your core values. My core values are dedication, focus, and love. The boundaries I have for myself around my chronic pain are to dedicate myself wholly to living the healthiest I can be. Then I need to take action. No more than two runs a month if I want to run, eating the right foods and having a really good morning and evening routine that enhance the quality of my sleep as that really makes a difference in regulating pain. Pain is power and we all go through challenging situations. If you take anything from today, I want it to be how can you reframe your pain into power? So take some time to reflect. What is something that initially caused you pain and what lessons did you take from it? What positive attributes has this challenge given you? How can you apply this positive attribute in other areas of your life? We'll be diving into all things planning, positivity and purpose in this podcast. I wanted to share today's podcast with you to give you just a small insight as to where my passion for what I do comes from and how you can turn your pain into power.